0: Hi, and welcome to the Passionistas Project Podcast. We're Amy and Nancy Harrington, and today we're talking with Heika Yates, a fitness and nutrition expert with over 30 years of experience. She is empowering women over 50 to take back their health and strength by designing balanced and straightforward fitness, nutrition, and mindset programs. Heika is the creator of Pursue Your Spark and the host of the Pursue Your Spark Podcast, and she's developed a reputation for creating real-life solutions and lasting results. So please welcome to the show, Haika Yates. Hey ladies, so happy to be with you. Thank you for having me on the show. Oh, it's our pleasure. So Haika, what's the one thing you're most passionate about? Wee, that's a tough one, because if you have to just pick one thing,
1: I would say it's empowering other people, and in this case, empowering women. That's the most, what I'm most passionate about. I know that's a broad term empowerment, but you, if you, you're giving somebody the tools to do something, Whatever it is, it's mindset, body or nutrition or exercise, whatever it is, you've given them the tool
2: to do something to get better at where they are at. So how does that translate into what you do for a living?
1: I don't just say, "Here's a diet. Here's an exercise program. Now go do it. It's more like, what do you want to do? Where are you in your journey? Uh, what have you experienced already that worked and didn't work? What? Would you like to do in the ideal world if you go all crazy all out? What would it look like for you? And then we're building around those things and putting them all together with the Spark system to to first figure out what somebody wants and their background, how they can put this in a plan for them that works for them and not for me or any one of you, um, but that it works for them personally and that they also can continue to build on the baby steps as i like to call them to grow with the system to grow with what they're learning and they're not stuck and once let's assume the program is over you're like okay now what that there is something afterwards that you can take the tools learned and go okay this is great now i know how to put a meal together what what does a meal in, in, involve and i don't have to go and say oh now i have to find a recipe and now i have to oh can I eat this? Can I not eat this? No, this meal will have all components and you just make out of them what it is you would like to make out of them.
0: So let's take a step backwards for a second. You grew up in Germany and then you moved to DC. So what brought you to the States? What was that journey? Really, I love to travel.
1: This is my, one of my other passions. I love to explore new things and, and this passion for empowerment travels into everything that I do and I wanted to literally just travel the world, the world and got a job for, at the Foreign Service here in Washington, D.C. And, well, that's where my travel ended. I met my first husband. <laughs> we had two amazing kids. And my kids are now all over the world. And I'm still here in Washington, D.C. And people wonder why I'm still here. I'm like, I just love it. I mean, you can say about what you want about D.C. and it's a government city and so forth, but it has everything that I need and want. And I can do my little travels to the beach from here. It's three hours to the beach and I can go hiking within an hour. So it has that sense of of freedom and independence that I'm looking for
2: when I initially
1: started out in Germany.
2: So then why did you leave that 9 to 5 corporate life that you had come to have here? Ah,
1: it's so boring. I'm so sorry. It's just really boring to sit on your butt ski as I like to call it for such a long period of time and there's to me there was no adventure. It was sitting from 9 to 5 in the same office on the same chair on the same desk doing the same work and you just kept doing the same things over and over. And I didn't feel like it. And besides, I had two amazing kids, and I'd rather wanted to spend my time with them than, than sitting somewhere doing boring work. And my husband at that point, oh, he was working. So we had an income, even though it was small. I still was able to stay home with the kids, at least one at first, and um, hang out with, with him at this point. And I said, you know, let's just go. I mean, I got to bite the bullet and let go of the money. But staying home as a, as a mom wasn't that easy why not because you're home alone suddenly with a toddler and you don't have any conversations uh, you don't go anywhere you have a couple of friends who basically are on the same boat and we're all like okay so our careers are left behind and now we're here with the kids now what where is us where is the person that i was before I became a office worker, before I
0: became a mom. What happened to Heike at that point? Where is she? So that was a little tough. So how did that lead to a career in fitness and nutrition? It goes out with empowerment and my freedom of independence, <laughs> my seeking
1: independence. Well, I got really big when I was pregnant. I had before that I had quit smoking because yes, I, I was smoking back in the days. Everybody smoked, and uh, you know, it was as if you stop smoking, you eat more. Clearly, so I was ginormous, and at, at month eight, I looked like a pink elephant. And I remember the day when I wore this pink outfit with golden glitter on, and I was—I thought I was looking so cute. And my husband said, "You look fantastic." And I look at the picture, and I said, oh, "I look like a pink elephant." <laughs> and having children sometimes the weight just doesn't come off many women say oh you just go nurse the baby and the pounds will fall off and you look like before well none of that happened I had still 30 pounds to lose and my girlfriend said there is a class at the church from the local YMCA a a community service based uh, exercise programs and she's like they have music it's like dancing let's go And so we took the class and I could bring my son, which ended up screaming for the entire time in the nursery. But I didn't know that. So I was fine. And I loved the class. But I would have not thought that I was going to teach this class. But they were looking for teachers and they said, hey, you moved so well in class. Why don't you start teaching for us? And they actually teacher trained me for the program. And so I had training, I had my son in, in daycare who kept screaming. I don't know, he kept screaming and screaming, but at some point, I think things went better. But, <laughs> and that's how I started out, and that gave me just a little bit of money and a little bit of away from home, away from the kid, and gave me my own identity back to that I, Heike, can create now something brand new that has nothing to do with office work and government and all this kind of stuff. It's something that I would have never, ever thought I would ever do, teaching aerobics classes. Me?
2: (laughs) But that's how my fitness journey started. And then when did you bring the nutrition element into it?
1: Once I started teaching classes, people ask you all kinds of things. And well, I didn't know that much about nutrition, but I knew how to eat healthy and cook healthy meals. And that was always part of how we grew up at home. But then I became also certified as a personal trainer along the way. So as I kept teaching classes, I was just interested in more things. It's like, oh, if I can teach classes, what else can I do? Oh, I can become a personal trainer. I can teach somebody how to lift weights. Oh, this is cool. But most people want to get in shape and want to maybe lose a couple of pounds. Well, how do they have to eat? Oh, okay. They have to eat this way, they have to exercise that way. And then it translated actually into what I was to starting to do personally. You know, growing up in Germany, you exercise automatically. You don't, uh, oftentimes, at least back in the days, gyms were there, but people would bike and walk everywhere, and you would walk to the grocery store and you take public transportation. It's not like in the States where everything is in the car in the metro and people move very little. And so being exposed to this new fitness environment, I was like, this is really cool. How can I help somebody that I'm not training with weights and bands and all this stuff to get in shape? How can I help them eat better, get more energy? And like I said, maybe lose a few pounds or answer questions about, should I eat more protein? Should I have a high carb diet or what, should, what is keto and all these things? And so I took what I've learned through certifications and educational classes uh, for my own training. And the first thing I did, I became a bodybuilder. So uh, a bodybuilder needs to know how to eat correctly or not eat or hydrate or build big muscles. I mean, guys, I never got huge. I was much more muscular than I am now and, and much more cut but this is another whole different learning process of how can you eat this way in order to get bulk? How do you eat this way in order to lean out? Um, And that was another perfect learning environment. And that then translated, you know, the story goes on and on. I became a runner. As a runner, you eat completely different than you eat for building mass. So I started marathon running. So now I had to learn about endurance training and endurance nutrition and what should you eat when you're out for a 20 mile run or how should you as everybody loves to do the carb loading before a big race Uh, and so all these steps then going into becoming an ultra marathon runner so that's over 26 miles so i ran the jfk 50 miler and again another completely different way of eating because when you think as a marathoner you eat your goose or your liquid gels that is uh, all sugar and you're done in a relatively short period of time when you train for longer, oh my God, you eat chips and M&Ms and salt (laughs) and cookies. You would not believe that you're eating.
2: Sign me up. Really, I wish someone told me about that a long time
1: ago. (laughs) What good stuff is out there on a trail race that is offered? But you again, you're out there for 15, 20 hours, or even longer for longer races. So you need a whole different type of nutrition. And so then I was like, okay, this is great. And and I want to do something different. So I got into triathlons. Well, here we go. Another completely different system. You're swimming, you're biking, and you're running. So I had the the running nutrition under control. I didn't know anything about the bike nutrition or what do you do when you swim two miles? you clearly don't stop and have a sandwich or, a, goo. You, you know, and so it was a learning process of the different sports that I chose. Uh, that taught me a lot about nutrition, but along the way, as I always believe you need solid education and our certification are a really good ground where you can grow from. So I became a precision nutrition certified coach for um, sports performance And that really helps a lot, explaining why something is and why your body metabolizes this way and how you can get the best nutrition for different sports. And the same works for anybody. If you come to me and say, "Hi, I walk, well, I can tell you the same thing because it's all about biomechanics, kinesiology, and, and metabolizing foods and so forth.
0: So now, how did all of this lead to working with women over 50? I
1: am almost 60, so I experience what a lot of women around me experience. Slower metabolism, no energy, belly fat, um, hair not shiny, uh, lackluster. And, you know, when I look at how I have trained, I got to a point, despite all my training, I'm training hard, I'm doing everything right, I kept gaining weight. I nothing really worked so I once again had to switch gears and going okay so everything that's worked until my uh, mid 40s early 50s doesn't work now anymore my thyroid is not the way it should be I had changes in I mean I don't have a thyroid at all but it's still I'm affected by different hormone changes in my body as funny as it sounds right so I'm past menopause but I'm still going through. Uh, the hot flashes, or I can tell, I and mean, your listeners probably can hold their ears, but I can tell if I were to get my period. My stomach gets rounder. I get these bloating feelings that if you ask somebody, they're like, oh, you're just making this up. This is really not happening. And, and you're way past this, but it's not true. And my endocrinologist too, he your body will continue to go through hormone changes And so we have to adapt your thyroid levels based on where you are every six months. We need to test. So many women around me have said the same things and they're like, man, nothing's working. What can I do if I I exercise my butt off and still nothing happens? So we need to do things differently than we've done them before. And with the 30 years and the experience in the field, I think I have a lot to offer when it comes to over 50 and how to do things better now that we are older and that we're not the spring chicken, we're not with the same metabolism and also not the same needs. I mean, I am not particularly crazy about a high intensity interval class. I don't know about you, but my (laughs) knees are not, I mean, yes, I run, but I can take care of my knees, but jumping around and doing some super hard stuff is just, and that's what I hear from many women. They, they feel the same way. And so that's, I'm here to help.
2: And you also, you fitness, nutrition, and then mindset is kind of the third component. So why is that an important element in all of this?
1: I would almost go the backways. It's mindset, <laughs> exercise, nutrition, or you can change the last two pieces. But I think the mindset is really where... It starts with self-care. It starts with how do we feel about ourselves? How do we empower ourselves? What do we think about ourselves? The self-value that we have, the um, old stories, the old beliefs that we we keep telling ourselves that we are not good enough, not smart enough, we don't know these things, and they translate into a fitness and nutrition package. Let's put it that way as well. Because if you start out not taking care of yourself, you don't know how to exercise right. You don't know how to eat right. You do everything maybe for somebody else. Or you, as I call it, you dim your light and you just stay under your little light and never shine for what your true potential could be. And that's why I think the mindset component is really the the key to the success in overcoming these obstacles that we come along in over 50 lifestyles. And that yes, we can't help it that our skin gets saggy. I mean, it's just the whole hormone changes again. But we definitely can do about something about how we think about ourselves and how we treat ourselves. Yeah, how we treat ourselves.
2: We're Amy and Nancy Harrington. And you're listening to the Passionistas Project podcast in our interview with Heike Yates. To learn more about her Pursue Your Spark podcast, visit heikeyates.com. Now here's more of our interview with Heike. Talk about Pursue Your Spark and what Spark stands for.
0: Pursue Your Spark, there it is. (laughs) Pursue Your Spark is
1: in simple terms, the the opposite of dim your light. So Pursue Your Spark came out of a whole bunch of reinventions of this brand. It had different names before, and none of them really grabbed me and, and expressed what I wanted to be it's that any woman can pursue any spark in their lives does it mean uh you want to get a new haircut that's a spark you want to try a new lipstick that's a spark you want to empower yourself to eat better that's igniting a spark uh, it's a catalyst and they become the catalyst to something bigger there's this gateway that they can open up with pursue your spark to become something bigger than themselves something more than they thought they could reach and something that empowers them to do better than they did before.
2: And what is the spark method?
1: Oh, this is my top
2: secret. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) The top secret spark method. And
1: it's, it is built very similar to what I've just uh, mentioned is you, first you evaluate where you are. So, you start, you look at where you are, you see where uh, where you need help with and and uh, where you can grow, where your basis is, basically. Then you take your basis and then you start a plan. a thing things like, I'm a walker. I know I can walk two miles, But I would love to do a ten k race. That'd be like, I always dreamed about this. okay, So you currently are walking two miles. So how? This is your base. What will be the next step is to create a plan that is sensible and doable for you to get to the 10K. That will be planning phase number two. And then you go into also the dream. And this, in this case, it will be the 10K thing. Okay, the 10K is my stepping stone to the next thing to maybe something bigger, but it doesn't have to be. And then you're looking at what's possible and what's not possible. And that's where the roadblocks come in. The mindset like, my feet hurt after three miles, this sucks, it's hot, it's raining, Um, I don't know if I can do this, or I don't have good shoes, so what do I do now? And these roadblocks that sometimes are just imagined roadblocks, but they're there. And then, as I say in the end, we kick ass and we're gonna follow up on the plan that we had from the get-go. And so you keep evaluating each phase and you're like, okay, so here's my dream, here's my goal, here's the first plan that I had. Okay, this works great, so we keep going. Oh, we'll tweak it if it's not working great. Let's get the roadblocks out of the way so we're not uh, thinking of things that are maybe not there. Or if it's a new pair of shoes, we get a new pair of shoes. And then we'll pursue that goal, that spark, you get to the finish line and you go like, hey, I'm (laughs) over the finish line, whether I walked it, ran it or anyway, but you did it. And that's the Spark method.
0: Talk about what your clients sign up for with your services and maybe how that's changing right now.
1: So I have a brick and mortar business, which I've had for a long time. And I've pivoted these people that I've known for many, many years um, into an online program, and that online program is, is, and I offer this to anybody, even if you haven't been my client before. One-on-one, it's like I work with you over Zoom or any other channel that's convenient to you, so I can see you in person. And we're doing basically the Spark Method to start with, and determining what you need, what your goals are, and based on that, I'll train you over the internet virtually for one hour. So that's one part. I have small group training programs where you're in a small group of up to 10 people and everybody is in the small group together and everybody does the same program. And this group also will meet online through a Facebook group. So you have connections and contacts. And I offer larger programs for individuals that are uh, three months or 12 week programs that are geared exactly to who you are, where you are, where you want to go in a three-month span. So these are those programs. I am uh, about to start the four-week lean-out program, and that is a 28-day program for women over 50 that want to boost their metabolism, learn about intermittent fasting, and I'm a huge fan of intermittent fasting, and they want to take their life now and say, okay, I want to learn how to exercise, and it includes exercises, for the whole 28 days, strategies, habit-building strategies, and help somebody to kickstart or tune up their fitness lifestyle. So if, you, if you're the person who knows everything about intermittent fasting, that's not the program for you. If you're the person who wants really hard, tough, butt-busting exercises, <laughs> this is not the program for you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so these are the programs that I offer. And then I have a couple of free guides that I offer, the 5 for 50 lifestyle, again, a tune-up guide that you can get for free on my website and the kick quick start to intermittent fasting. That's also a free guide for anybody that wants it. So I've been keeping busy over the coronavirus because I've been I building so. programs and, and finally, in a good sense, I had time to sit down and create this content, shoot the videos for the programs, write out everything and put it together and you know, everything that goes with it, the behind-the-scenes stuff that nobody sees. And they're like, Wow, look at this. And you're like, yeah, this took me a year to do. And I mean, I can't complain. I'm sorry about the situation. And I do miss my friends. And I do miss seeing my in-person clients. But on the other hand, I'm meeting some amazing women online that I can connect through this way. And can offer services that I know make a difference.
2: And you also have a podcast, which is called Pursue Your Spark. So tell everybody about that and what you hope women take away from that podcast.
1: My podcast started out solely me. And uh, I'm talking about fitness, nutrition, mindset strategies for the women in midlife, and specifically the women over 50. And I coach everything through my podcast that you may get in blog form or you can um, get on my posts on social media. But my, my podcast is really a free source for you to learn more about intermittent fasting, more how to exercise, um, how to deal with mindset strategies when it comes to overeating or whatever the, the components are that we're talking about. But since I'm a very social person, I'm inviting guests as well. And my guests come from all walks of life what they all have in common is that they overcome or overcame an obstacle. You find anybody, and this week's guest is um, somebody who's battled breast cancer for a long time with a double mastectomy, so she will be on this week's podcast, or you can find somebody that is a much more crazy runner than I am who ran infinitus, is a 888-mile Eight hundred eighty-eight kilometer race, self-supported. So you you can find her, or you can find somebody uh, like my friend Jandra, who is a a what used to be a jet fighter pilot, who had to battle the health system to where is where she's now alive because she said if I didn't fight the healthcare system, I would be dead today. So what do these women have in common? They overcame obstacles. They empower you, the listener, to take action. And you may find yourself in those stories and say, man, yeah, I know about this one that had Lyme disease. Oh, I can talk to her and ask her questions. Or the bladder, I have problems with my bladder. Oh, I can reach out to Haika's podcast and talk to the person that she had as a guest. And these stories help us not only be empowered and learn about each other, but also know that we're not alone, that you're not alone in your struggles, that somebody else somewhere in the world has probably the same or a similar problem and would love to connect with you or would love to love for you to listen to their story and help you out with what they experienced and what they've learned along the way. And that's my goal of the podcast. I love my podcast. What do you think is your best habit? My best habit is I'm very disciplined. I am extremely disciplined. If I set a goal, I'm going to go and do it. And uh, or I oftentimes get myself in situations where I said, "This sounds like a great idea, like becoming a bodybuilder," and then I'm at it and I'm learning everything and and I'm very disciplined when it comes to the practice, to the doing it, to the uh, executing it and Just a little side note with the bodybuilding story. My girlfriend who got me into all this, she did not compete. She said, I just couldn't get it together. I come and cheer for you. And I was like, oh, I thought we're doing it together. I think that's my, I'm very
0: disciplined. What's the most rewarding part of your career?
1: (laughs) I get to kick everybody's buttski. I (laughs) would
0: say that.
1: but. Well, it's true though. No, I get to help people be healthier. You know, my clients in my career have ranged from kids age eight to now my oldest client is 94, 94. And when you look at the range of needs, these different people in different age groups and brackets have, it's just you, you, I'm like your cheerleader by the side. Oh, you get to stand up from the toilet. Yes, winner. Or you can run the race, man. Yes. I want to see the medal. Uh, it's just helping people to move forward with their health and not get stuck in what is so prevalent in the U S is heart disease, overweight. I'm like, I'm here for you. And you don't have to be definitely not perfect. And you don't um i will always cheer you on no no matter how little your accomplishments are because it doesn't matter to me what susie down the road does or how wonderful she did whatever it matters to me what you do and what you can accomplish every day and when somebody comes in and says i i have been really bad i'm like what do you mean by that well i didn't eat a, a clean diet i may have had a muffin or whatever this week and i didn't stick to the plan that, that I was thought I was going to do. And I'm like, well, you only ate one muffin. That's a win right there. You didn't eat the
2: whole box. (laughs) Do you have a dream for women and and what is it?
1: Not really a dream, but I would say, I, I like to think of it as a more of a reality that we need to step up to the plate without fear too much. And right now and in the past with the me too movement is like we're sitting there hoping that somebody will do something for us to fix something or to make it better and instead we need to step up to the plate with a clear message of what we want and how we want things to be and what we're not standing for that's what i my my vision is um, and I hope I raised my daughter this way because she doesn't stand for anything. <laughs> she is like, no, nope, she's after it. But I think instead, I like rather than a dream, it's it's really a reality because we're right in the midst of it. And there's no better time for women to step up to the plate than right now to speak their mind. But clearly and succinctly, and um, one of my podcast guests has actually helped me through her book to do that in a, in a part of my life that um, and it was about asking for something and not instead of saying yes I wish could you potentially and maybe wouldn't it be nice if to say no I deserve this because I do this and this and here is why I deserve this thing or this raise or whatever it may be that we really step up and not be afraid of the consequences that the reaction is from the other person which i think a lot of women still and i'm not excluding myself there either grapple with that i'd rather sometimes not say something because i'm thinking, hmm what are they going to come back with and this is something we need to ah, move forward what do you think is your secret
0: to a rewarding life
1: happiness That's all there is to it if you're not happy from the inside out then your life could be it's beautiful and it's shiny and expensive and whatever. But if you're not happy, happiness to me is everything. And it's like what I told, tell my kids, is like, are you healthy? Are you fine? Yes. But then my next question is, are you happy? Because if you're not happy, then to me at least, nothing really
0: matters. Thanks for listening to the Passionistas Project podcast and our interview with Heike Yates. To learn more about Pursue Your Spark, visit HeikeYates.com. We're currently taking orders for the Fall Passionistas Project Pack subscription box. Our theme this quarter is Passionistas Persist, and the box is full of products from women-owned businesses. We hope these items inspire you to stand in your power, roar at the top of your lungs, take care of yourself, and remember to laugh, because without joy, what's it all for? If we all support one another and stay persistent, great things will happen. You can find out how to subscribe to the box at thepassionistasproject.com. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for our newsletter to find out about our upcoming Passionistas Project Equality Exchange monthly events. And subscribe to the Passionistas Project podcast so you don't miss any of our upcoming inspiring guests. Until next time, stay well and stay passionate.